Hi, it's Tim Hagen from Progress Coaching, and welcome to another episode for the Coaching Conversations podcast. Now, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and multiple different channels. Please check us out. Now, one of the things that you'll get out of our podcast episodes is a lot of content, a lot of strategy. It's not fluff, it's not concept. Yet we really want you to engage with the content and let us know your feedback. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. So let's get started. Creating a highly self-aware team through self-awareness. It is a very powerful thing. When you think about self-awareness, let me first give you the definition of self-awareness. It's the ability to see yourself clearly and objectively through reflection and introspection as well as how one's behaviors affect others. Now, I'm going to save you the time and the context. We all have blind spots. We all have a lack of self-awareness. And so when we go through today's content, think about that definition, the ability to see yourself clearly and objectively through reflection and introspection as well as how one's behaviors affect others. So when we go through content, you look down at the reaction, down at the bottom, you can give me a heart if you happen to like what I'm saying, clap if I crack a funny joke, or give me a thumbs up if you happen to agree. So try to interact as best you can, and at the end, if we have people who have questions, I will open it up for questions. So let's start with a little bit of context. If you have not read the book, Tasha uh, Yurik's book called Insights, In her survey, 95% of people said they were highly self-aware. When she tested them, she found out only 10% of people were self-aware. Think about that, everybody. Think about a team of 10 people. Think about a team of 10 people and 8.5 are significantly lacking self-awareness. Give me a thumbs up if you think that would create discord within your team environment. Yeah, and it's tough, right? So for those of you raising your hand to ask uh, to speak, I'm not going to take questions right now so you can put your hands down. (laughs) So then when you think about it, again, going back to our definition, okay, to the ability to see yourself clearly and objectively through reflection and introspection as well as how one's behaviors affect others. Give me a thumbs up if you happen to know somebody who interrupts and disrupts in a meeting and they talk over people and they later just say, just voicing my opinion, and they give themselves permission, right? So here's the funny thing. Self-awareness is probably the most powerful thing that we need to develop in ourselves and other people. Let me give you a context as I have some fellow volleyball coaches here. When... A kid isn't playing and a parent comes screaming, geez, you know, Matt, why isn't my kid not playing? What they're really saying to their child is, it's not you, it's poor coaching, which leads to a lack of self-awareness. Now, how many of you have been in a course in high school or college that taught you how to seek and accept feedback thoughtfully and professionally? Think about that. You probably haven't, right? Yet when we get people in the workplace, we have to give feedback. We have to coach them. We have to mentor them. So let me see if I get a little bit of humor on this with some smiley faces. 
Can you imagine calling somebody into the office and saying, you know, Amy, I got to tell you, your attitude stinks. People don't like working with you. And she says, oh my gosh, Tim, you're right. I knew I had a problem. Anybody find that remotely humorous? (laughs) It doesn't happen, right? So what I'm going to walk you through today are five stages, five stages of self-awareness. When you have self-awareness, you have greater acceptance of your leadership. When you have self-awareness, you have greater ability to collaborate and communicate within the team setting. When you have self-awareness, you have the opportunity to truly look in the mirror and improve. Now, for 30 years, I've been running progress coaching. And in the, for the 30 years, I've always defined coaching as a two-step process. Number one, it's getting someone to look in the mirror. Number two, it's getting them to take action on number one. Yet very few people do number one arbitrarily on their own. So my last attempt at humor. Wouldn't it be great if someone came into your office and said, you know, Chris, I just wanted to knock on your door and let you know that my attitude's going to stink for the next couple of weeks, and I'm going to probably undermine some of the things you say in our meetings behind your back, and I probably am going to start the interview process with some other companies. Just wanted to let you know. Now, the funny thing is, I only got a few smiley faces. The funny thing is, when that occurs, it does occur every single day. See, the funny thing is, leaders have a lot on their shoulders today. And when you give feedback, I always share this with people. When you have feedback being provided to an employee and they're nodding, don't assume that they're agreeing with you. Assume that they're nodding off. And here's the tough thing about what we go through as leaders. We do what? When we provide feedback, do people honestly, when they get constructive feedback, really look in the mirror and say, yeah, you know what, JD? You're right. I haven't been performing well. We come up with Every reason we possibly can to dismiss that feedback based on one thing, agreement or disagreement, that comes at the foundation of a lack of self-awareness, okay? So we're going to go through the five stages. Again, I am recording, so we're going to uh, be able to host this up into our podcast uh, on Buzzsprout. We're also on iTunes called Coaching Conversations. Here is the first step. For yourself and for others, the first step is awareness. It's the process of building your own mirror. Now, what we have to do as coaches is build mirrors for other people. So when I'm coaching Jim, I don't sit down and just give Jim constructive feedback. The Gallup organization reports when we engage with positive things, with strength-based things, people engage eight times more. Now, I was recently just speaking at Training Magazine's conference. Do you know I asked a question? When we call people into our office, what's the employee's first response? And I went back to the question a few minutes later, and I said, if you happen to write down something like, "Uh uh-oh, I must be in trouble, stand up. Of about 200 people, every person in the room stood up. Constructive feedback doesn't build self-awareness. It creates defensiveness. So the way you build awareness is to start with the good things that people do. So Jim, the three things I think you do very well are X, Y, and Z. And I think about time management becoming one of your strengths. The way you start the awareness building process 
is to start to help build your own mirror and the mirror for people around you. Nobody is ever invigorated by telling or being told what to do. The way you build awareness is by asking questions. So Jim, what do you think you do very well? Where do you think you have opportunities to grow? What's an area you'd love to explore where you feel like you could improve and it would serve your career well? And that builds momentum in the relationship. We are so triggered to fix and correct what we see is wrong. We position ourselves to do what? To close people off from being self-aware. If 8.5 out of every 10 people on a team lack self-awareness, guess what happens? They're not going to collaborate well. How many of you, by a thumbs up, looking down at your reaction, do you have two people who don't work well together, but they're both pretty good employees? Yeah, look at all the thumbs up. It happens all the time, right? It's not rocket science. So the first stage, now I'll I'll attempt a little bit of humor so you can put your thumbs down. (laughs) When we're building self-awareness, most people don't even own mirrors. You go into your employees' houses, they don't even have mirrors. They either broke them or they chose not to purchase them. So the first step is awareness, as corny as that sounds. Here's the second step, acceptance. The second step is acceptance. All of these stages start with the letter A, by the way. Your acceptance of yourself and others. Now, I happen to be certified in emotional intelligence. Cindy, who works with us, is certified in DISC. You know, when you learn about other people, And you make a decision to be accepting. So I happen to be very low in impulse control, as you can probably tell, and uh, empathy. I struggle with those two things. And I've had to learn to accept that. Doesn't mean I shouldn't seek ways to improve them. When we accept other people, when we accept other people and where they come from, and, I, and I'd love to share this with you, and this is a friend of mine. It's a title of her book. I'm not going to say her name because I, I didn't have her permission, but she has one of the greatest titles, and tell me with a thumbs up if this resonates with you. Somebody's always going through something, including me. Somebody's always going through something, including me. So what we have to do is start the process of acceptance. And if we make the decision to accept ourselves and accept other people, and there's specific actions you need to take to do that. The third stage, we have to ask, what's working? What's not working? What's my willingness? Let me share with you a very quick story. I have somebody who works at one of our manufacturing clients and she didn't get a job. Okay. This goes right to self-awareness. Didn't get a job. And she was going from the, the manufacturing floor. She wanted to get a job in the office. She wanted to get a job in customer service. And she didn't get the job. Now, as you can well imagine, she felt the process was unfair. She wasn't even qualified for the job. And I walked behind her in the lunchroom, and she was telling three people that the guy who interviewed her really kind of screwed her over, didn't give her a chance. The interview was terrible. She's never interviewed in an office, by the way. Total, total lack of self-awareness. So I stood behind her. She turned around and she said, oh, I didn't know you were there. I said, would you change your story? Well, a little bit. 
I said, so let me ask you something. You just told three, four people you got screwed over. Let me ask you a question. I'm starting to build her mirror. Honestly, do you know how to build pivot tables? Work with PowerPoint? Do macros in Word? She said, no. I said, was that a qualification of the job or requirement? She said, yeah. I said, so here's the thing. Now I entered acceptance. I said, let me ask you this. Aren't you proud of yourself? You exposed yourself to rejection. She said, excuse me. I said, you interviewed for a job you were not qualified for. I think you ought to be really proud of yourself. So my question, now I'm in the ask stage. What are you going to do? What are you willing to do? Void of complaining. She said, whatever it takes. I said, awesome. Those three people you just talked to are about to tell four people what you just said. There's going to be 12 versions of what you just said to them. Do you think they're going to be accurate? No. I said, okay. I think you need to get to that guy who interviewed you really quick. Because the minute he hears it, do you think he's going to want to interview you again? Probably not. I said, well, I can tell you the, the word probably should be taken out of that response. So she went up to this guy and through some urging and coaching, she did something very important that I encouraged her to do. She said, would you be my coach? Would you be my mentor? So what I had to do is build some awareness. I had to build her mirror. I had to have her be accepting of herself. The acceptance was she was not qualified for the job. So when I started asking her questions, she said, whatever it takes. I said, you need to get to that guy. Now, I said, if you really want to turn things around, ask him to be your mentor. Here's the amazing thing, everybody. For those of you who have your hands up, put your hands down, push cards. If you could put your hand down, that'd be great. The one thing I would share with you is then the fourth stage is something called action. And that is pursuing feedback, understanding perceptions, owning your challenges, and understanding how your self-awareness is a door opened to opportunities, not a door that we should close due to resistance. So when she met with this guy, he sat down with her and said, I'd be happy to. He goes, by the way, I'm proud of you. I'm proud that you came into this interview. It showed a lot of courage because you weren't really ready for this job, which reaffirmed what I said. And I did not tell him to say that. So when I got back together with her and I said, I want you to do something. And I'd love to have all of you write this down. You want someone to build self-awareness, have them perform what is called a listening chat. So when I go up to uh, my friend Chris and I say, you know, Chris, uh, here are the things, uh, I, I need to know two things I'm doing well, and maybe what's that one area where I could raise my game? Now, my friend Chris will give me that information. The rule of engagement is no matter what Chris says, whether I agree or disagree, I only say thank you. The reason you only say thank you is reflection and time do a wonderful thing when it comes to awareness, to acceptance, and then you start asking yourself questions after the feedback. What do I want to do with this feedback? What am I willing to do with this feedback? What can I put into action? Because most of the time, when we're in the moment of getting feedback, give me a thumbs up if you agree with this. How often do we go into an agreement-disagreement state and we dismiss or accept feedback instantly? That's why feedback is such a loaded topic. 
That's why when I say to my friend, Sierra, Sierra, here are the three things you're doing really, really well. And I don't give her any constructive feedback. What I eventually then do is I build some trust. Then she becomes more accepting. See, we tend to resort to constructive feedback. We tend to pick out and correct what people are doing wrong. And by doing that, what ultimately happens is that we cut ourselves off from this thing called self-awareness. Most people do it based on the study I shared with you. So when you think about 8.5 out of 10 people not being self-aware, and now we've all got to work together, and we bring a group of 10 people together, and we're not even accepting of one another ourselves or one another's differences, and we don't ask ourselves or one another questions, what's working, what's not working, what is our willingness? And then you get to the action part. Here's where all of you come in. Most people don't seek change on their own. Most people don't look in the mirror and say, here are my strengths and here are my flaws. So when you think about actions, we have to think about structured feedback. Now, some of you who know me know that I've coached volleyball for about 30, 31 years. And what I've always done, especially at the high school level, I would ask people, I would ask my my kids, get feedback from a teammate. Where am I performing well? What are two things I'm doing really well? And what's that one area you would encourage me to raise my game? Your only response can be, thank you. And I just had a kid who entered the MBA program at the University of uh, Minnesota. And he said, coach, I'm taking all these business classes. It's all the stuff that you used to talk about. I said, that's awesome, Jack. And I said, do you like it? He said, yeah, I feel like I've already gone through this stuff. And we made our kids from the age of 14 to 18 do that stuff. Most people don't pursue actions. Most people don't know what actions to take. So a great book to read is The Progress Principle by Teresa Ambable at Harvard. She talks about the greatest thing that somebody can do is to progress. Now, the name of our company is Progress Coaching, and we've been around a lot longer than when the book was first published. And she talks about 76% of the people are at their most motivated state when they're progressing. So if you want people to build self-awareness, We have to give equal, if not more, attention to the good things they're doing. Call people into the office, and I say to my friend, Aaron, here are the three things you're doing really, really well, and have your boss there. First of all, they freak out when they see your boss, which is a little bit of fun. And then I just praise my friend, Aaron, and that's it. Guess what happens? He's also becoming aware of the good things that he's doing. And when you become aware of the good things you're doing, you also become a little bit more open-minded, a little bit more accepting, a little bit more palatable to hear the things where you need to improve. Yet if all we hear is what we need to improve, what happens to awareness? They shut the door. They're nodding. They're not agreeing. They're nodding off. They don't want to sit in your office anymore. So when you're coaching, the first stage is you have to start building your own mirror. And the way you do that, everybody, is by asking people, so Jan, where are two things? what are two things I do well? And what's one area where I have an opportunity to raise my game? That is called structured feedback, where I can raise my game. I don't use words like constructive feedback. When we start building our own mirror, we're in a better position to help other people build their mirrors. Number two, become accepting of others. We are all very different, very different. And when you think about differences, I often love to use this, especially for those uh, of you from the United States. 
Tell a Republican and a Democrat to go out for a calm lunch. Anybody find that humorous? We do what? We become extremely defensive, right? We try to convince the other person. I sit with my friend Steve and I said, well, no, Steve, you're wrong. Like I'm going to change his political beliefs or go to my buddy Joe and say, Joe, you're just wrong. You need to agree with me. That's lacking awareness. So the first stage is build awareness. Start building your own mirror and helping other people build their own. The way you do that is start with strengths. Number two, create a foundation of acceptance. Everybody is different. Once you start to realize that we need to be more accepting, we have an opportunity. When you become accepting of other people, a door opens up. Then when we start asking ourselves questions, what's working, what's not working, what perception did I present? And we ask those same questions of people that report to us or even people around us, then we can go to the stage, which is the fourth stage called action. Once you've created action, most people won't do it on their own. That's why we as coaches, as leaders have an opportunity to raise our game and invest in those people. Here is the fifth stage, and it's going to seem corny to you, and that is the process, and it is not a final destination or stage. I want to be very careful. When you get to the fifth stage, it is not the final stage. It is the fifth stage that routes right back to the first stage. Self-awareness is a continuing prophecy. It's a continued process of improvement. The fifth stage is actualization. The realization, the reality of discovery. Now, I've got a couple of people from my company on today, and I think they will back me up on this. I score very low in empathy. Never really cared how that impacted other people. Remember our definition of self-awareness? So when you look at self-awareness as the ability to see yourself clearly and objectively through reflection and introspection, as well as how one's behaviors affect others, I never cared because I've always worked hard. What I realized through the pandemic was that was not going to be a positive impact in other people. So I started the process of building the mirror. What can I do that's empathetic? I had to accept, you know what? I'm not empathetic. I had to accept other people that they wanted empathy. They were a lot more freaked out about the pandemic than I was. Then I had to ask questions. Was what I was doing as a leader working? The answer was no. So the actions that I took is I started to find out how people were feeling. I never asked those questions. Now, I don't say this to any of you to brag or to, to promote our company. I say this as an honest uh, event that we facilitated. The last two years, we've given our people most of December off with pay, not vacation time. Can't log in. I think it was like from December 9th or 10th on. Come back January 5th with pay. Most of our people, if not all of our people, are part-time. Now, I don't say that to impress you. I say that as an opportunity to realize, you know what? I realized by giving people downtime, their uptime was so much better. Whereas I always looked at it as just grind through it, work hard. So number one, build awareness. You have to build your own mirror. Number two, become accepting. Number three, you have to ask questions. What's working? What's not working? What am I willing to do? What, what, what perceptions am I creating? 
Actions, pursue feedback, use those feedback chats, invest in the good things that people do on their own. They will open up that door. They may even invite you in to the areas where they can improve. Then when you start to actualize and ask yourself, what did I learn? What was my discovery? What was my major realization? Now, I share all of this with you because we're going to follow up with all of you and send you some information. Each one of these stages, we actually encourage people to produce or perform four actions in the awareness stage, the acceptance stage, the ask stage, the action stage, and the actualization stage, where we actually track that, where we actually get a foundation of what you're learning through each one of these stages. So if you have teams that you really want to build self-awareness, we're going to send you information. You can reach out to us. You can click on my face right now and send me a message saying, I'd like to learn more. It is a really cool process. It's a six-month program of self-awareness discovery. Each one of these stages, not only do they have four actions, but you as a leader, if you have a team that wants to go through it, you will have full visibility to what they're learning, what they're applying, what they're discovering, what they're learning about themselves through each one of these stages. It's one of the coolest things we've ever built. So when you're thinking about self-awareness, it is not an easy process for people. It is not an easy process to go through self-discovery. Some people don't like to look in the mirror. They don't like what they see, some people. Some people don't even know how to look in the mirror. Some people just kind of go to work and do their jobs. When we have self-awareness, it really addresses some of the foundational things that are in our workplace today, such as resistance to feedback. I didn't get the job. I, um, I'm struggling. I think this is something that we need to look at. And so when you look at these things and you have the process of self-awareness, if you're intrigued by this and you want your teams to be more accepting of feedback, more accepting of your leadership, more accepting of differences between people, no matter what program you're running, whether it's training, learning, mentoring, coaching, it doesn't matter. If you have people who are lacking self-resistance or lacking self-awareness, excuse me, they will pull the process back. Maybe not intentionally, but maybe subconsciously. So think about these five stages, awareness, acceptance, ask, action, and actualization. If you're intrigued, click on my name, send me, send info. We're going to send it to you anyways. But I really want you to think about this process because no matter what you're doing with your teams, whether you're an L&D, whether you're you're um, a leader, everybody needs to go through this process. I am on probably my third iteration already this year going through it. You can certainly apply it to teams, yourself, but teams cannot fully cooperate and collaborate if they're not self-aware, if they're not accepting of one another, if they're not asking critical questions, and they're not taking action to truly look in the mirror and be honest with themselves to ultimately achieve this thing called actualization which is the realization and the reality of discovery. So if intrigued, click on our name, send me a quick message that you're intrigued. We'll send you the information. We're going to follow up with you anyways. It is a very cool program, but I will tell you, no matter what your program is, at the foundation, training, learning, mentoring, strategy, at the foundation is self-awareness. If people are lacking self-awareness, they're not going to be as productive as they possibly could. So five stages. It takes about six months to go through this. 
it really, really helps. Um, it is something that most people don't arbitrarily do on their own. So if you're a leader, we need you to coach to it. We need people to look in the mirror and really be honest with themselves. And it is something that, um, that most companies don't do. So I, I would encourage you to pursue it as much as you possibly can. So with that being said, I hope this was helpful. Let me know if you have any questions. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called Coach to You, where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign 7 to 21-day programs for employees to learn and, more importantly, apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called Coach to You. We're literally bringing coaching to your employees. If you're intrigued, we'll have a link in each one of our episodes where you can get more information. And again, thank you so much for listening to another episode.